Hey, you, nerd. Are you an older sibling, or perhaps a middle sibling, who may or mayhaps not have accidentally bullied your younger sibling? Well, have I got the deal for you. Hey, what's up? My name's Blue. I'm the host of Reading Held Hostage. And I am an older sibling who once, accidentally, on purpose, mayhaps, have bullied my younger siblings. The deal is, if you're an older sibling, I would just give you a big old hug if you tried to get your younger, middle, any sibling, whatever number you have, to review Reading Held Hostage. Yeah, you're, yeah, we got you there. It's a review. We're asking for reviews. Pretty, pretty please. I want 25 by the end of the year, and I'm recording this on October 5th. Thank you, and apologies in advance to the younger siblings. And hey, if you're a younger sibling out there and you're listening to this, you're like, oh my gosh, I so don't want my older sibling to be mean to me. I'm a full-grown adult now. Do it in advance. They start it, you go, good try, older sibling. I've already done that. I've reviewed five stars, of course, five or zero. Reading Held Hostage on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'm a good fan. Yeah, I know this was goofy, but thank you for listening and thank you for reviews if you leave them. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to Reading Held Hostage. My name's Blue, and I love to read. My name's Justin, and um, really don't like reading, and uh, this seems like it's going to be a not great episode. Why? More Twilight. Really? Tell me what book we're on and what part right now. Uh, Twilight, and then the Twilight part. No, the book. Your options are Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, or Breaking Dawn. Yeah, the Twilight book. You literally don't remember what book we're on? Oh my god, you were the second part of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we're on Breaking Dawn, and this is the first part. Okay. So the beginning of the end, quite literally. Sweet. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a morning podcast. So we're a little tired, I think. I had my coffee. Oh, come on. Tired boy. Energy level's up. You ready? Are you? Yeah. Okay. So. I nodded. I nodded in our audio format <laughs> while you weren't looking. While I wasn't looking. But Justin, I've noticed that true crime, you know I love true crime. Yep. I've noticed that they get a lot more boosts in their first episodes. So like they get a lot more listens. We just hit 300, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, But obviously, you know, we're, we're a little niche, which we love. But I decided that for the first bit of Breaking Dawn, I'm going to do it in a true crime format. Isn't isn't our podcast already close enough to a true crime podcast? How? You explaining me fucked up shit. It's literally children's books. We've read really? Warrior really? Cats and Twilight. Really? Because go down and look at the trigger warning on every single Ugh. one of our episodes. That's because we're kind. Oh. Are you ready, though? Yeah. I have a whole thing prepared. Isabella Swan or wait, Bella wait, do Swan. do the voice. That's the voice. That's not the voice. What voice? They do like a, a voice. No, that's just a little bit more serious tone wise, I okay. think. Which I was doing and then you immediate, immediately interrupted yeah, yeah, yeah. me. Yeah, I like to do that. I can tell. Don't do it again. That's the producers. <laughs> really the mad. producers are telling me. The producers like that? You're going to steal that yeah, bit yeah. from a bim bam? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Isabella Swan or Bella, as she liked to be known as, was born September 13th, 1987. She grew up hey. in... What? You weren't born in 87? No, it's just a cool number. Okay. <laughs> she grew up in Phoenix, Arizona with her single mom, Renee, before moving back to Forks, Washington to live with her father during her junior year of high school. Wait. 19... Or, yeah, 1987. That means she'd be dead. Get it? Because she... A vampire. You get the joke? Not one single bit. Like, it's usually like that, like, oh, she'd be this age, but she's dead because she's a vampire. No, I, don't, I still don't get it. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. 
Bella was a quiet girl who was very smart. She enjoyed reading, biology, and above all else, she worshipped her boyfriend, Edward Cullen. Yeah, like a fucking weirdo. They started dating Bella's junior year of high school and were engaged just after they graduated. Okay, the ages on those two? Excited. I got it. Excited to start their life together, they quickly set a wedding date of August 13th, 2008. The most the romantic mo- yeah, of dates. Yeah, the most romantic year. <laughs> but not everything was as it seems. Behind closed doors, this happy couple was sharing dark secrets. Edward Cullen was, in fact, a vampire. What? Born in 1901 and was planning to turn his soon-to-be wife into one as well. That's the voice I was talking about. That's the voice I was doing the whole damn time. Shut up. But Bella, she still loved him. She wanted to be with him forever. And even though she had her fair share of near-death experiences, this next one was going to be different. Because you will actually fucking die. Today, we start our story on August 12th, 2008, the day before the wedding, at the only gas station in Forks. There's one fucking gas station <laughs> What do you think? Bitch? I thought that was pretty good, honestly. Wait, there's one it's fucking Forks. gas there's station There's like a thousand people bitch? there. What do you think? I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Did you prefer that format or the one I'm going to continue to do regular? Well, the regular one. Ah, okay. Oh, All right. I'm Twilight. Do we need to do a different time? <laughs> no, we can Get your it. head in the game. So all that was true. That was just kind of a recap. But we are actually starting out in the gas station. Did you just do a fucking epilogue? I did kind of. Well, there was... No, it's a prologue, first oh, of all. Okay. Pro before. Um, yeah, there before was a prologue. Before a fucking episode? I included the prologue. I'm so goddamn pissed. Well, I included the prologue of the book in the prologue of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I knew you were going to be upset oh, about that. Son of a bitch. Um, oh. So it's chapter one. Bella's feeling like everyone's staring at her, and honestly, they are, because this bitch is in the fanciest fucking car that we have seen thus far in Twilight. Is it a Volvo? Well, no, let me tell you what it is. it's not the fucking fanciest car. It's something spicy. It's a piece of shit car if it's not a Volvo. (laughs) I don't know what it's called. Oh, it's called the Mercedes Guardian. Yeah, bullshit fucking car. That's what they should call it. No. So she's at the gas station, she's really self-conscious, and then some men are like, Miss, can we take a picture of your car? Which immediately, to me, as somebody who, again, is into true crime, would be like, absolutely fucking not, because you can find my license plate. Once you find my license plate, you can find me. Once you find me, you can find my house. Yeah. No. So they're, like, talking, and they're like, this is the Mercedes Guardian. This isn't even available in Europe yet. And it's like, apparently the men are talking, they're like, this is designed for Middle Eastern diplomats and terrorists. What? A tank could roll over this car and somebody would still survive. And so she's sitting there like, she's like, of course, of course, my beautiful Chevy truck would die right after Edward and I agreed that he would be able to get me a before car, the one she was in now, before she turned into a vampire. Mm-hmm. And then an after car she would get when she was a vampire. What the fuck they gonna do with this car after? It's it's a loan. He didn't buy it. It's a loan. A loan of what? (laughs) I don't know, but you remember at the beginning when the vampires were trying to be discreet? And here's Edward like, let me get a car that isn't even available in Europe yet and is made for terrorists and diplomats for their safety. This will be totally nondescript. I feel like the terrorist part is a little racist probably. Yeah, well, it gets worse in the book. Oh, no. This honestly was the most racist book that in the series so far, and Jacob has been involved in all of them. What, is Cho Chang in this book, too? <laughs> no, but um, at the end, you know how, like, well, spoilies, I suppose, if you don't want. But I've been wanting to talk about this with you for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. So they get all the other vampires together. And they kiss. No, and there's, like... And I don't want to hear about it. A group of... um amazonian vampires and she's like she's like they are savage women and i'm like girl what the fuck stop like stop oh god (laughs) so we'll get there soon not soon really super colonial colonialist too it's not good um yeah so she's in this car and she's trying not to think it's the day before the wedding and 
she laughs thinking like the car's a big joke but then like another part of her is like hey maybe like edward is just like crazy worried about you and this isn't a joke and i'm like progress also what is what are these gas prices right now it's 2008 probably like a dollar 50 i don't know when did gas start going up well it's after 9 11 well the recession Mm. yeah blue's getting a good old sorry sluck sluck in there (laughs) oh no that's staying in (laughs) so it's after the recession so it's probably what three dollars but back then that would have been probably like five dollars are yeah. Don't please don't Google it. You're gonna sit there and I'm Google gonna, for like an I'm hour. Gonna I'm gonna keep talking. Gas prices in two thousand and eight. I hate you. Three dollars. That's what I said. Uh, why don't you trust me ever? Why it's do you hate you're your a wife? Woman. Okay, Stephanie. <laughs> um She's driving down the road to her house and she sees these missing posters and Wait. What? I want to do a Jerry Seinfeld bet real quick. Why these gas prices got 99 after the since? Uh, you, you buy gas thinking it's going to be a price and then they tack on a little extra cent without you without the you thinking they'll notice. I hope I edit this episode. Yeah. Because that? that's getting out of there. No. <laughs> Missing posters. So she's thinking of Jacob. She doesn't want to, but she is. Billy had not agreed to these missing posters, but Charlie printed them up and spread them all over town and um, the surrounding town. So Jacob's missing. Remember last book? Yeah, he ran off to be a, a wolf. Old wolf boy. Yeah. Or maybe a moose or a horse. We still, yeah, it's really honestly know. cannot tell. Um, but Charlie was like, what the fuck like billy's not freaking out and so we printed all these posters he's got a big cork board in again he's the chief of police in this town he's got like why didn't they tell charlie like he's on vacay or something what do you who would he have gone on vacation with his mom's dead billy's home his sister i guess they could have said he was in because his sister's in hawaii yeah anyways yeah it's a fucking hawaii chill charlie yeah that that was dumb um because Charlie's mad at Billy. He's like, you're literally wrong. And he's frustrated with Bella for taking Billy's side. Which I would be too. Why yeah. are you not worried about your BFF being gone? Yeah. There's even literally if you fought, a missing person. Yeah. I mean, even if I wasn't like yeah. tight with my best friend anymore, if somebody disappeared, you should be worried about them. If someone from high school I hated went missing, I'd still be like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She parks. She pulls out her cell phone. She now has a cell phone. Ring, ring. It is 2008. That's about when people started getting them. Does she have a fucking Motorola Razor? She doesn't say anything. Um, but she calls the clear waters and she's like scared because she's worried Leah will answer. She's, so she's got her like finger yeah, on that, the end button. The f- <laughs> that fucked up face. Yeah. Chick. But, um. <laughs> oh God, that was horrible. What? The one with the fucked up face. Or no, that's. That's uh, Emily. That's Emily. Yeah. And the plain one is Kim. Oh. Um, the ugly bitch is Kim. Pretty much. Seth, it's Seth answers. Seth says Jacob's the same as ever. He's trying not to think human. He's going with his instincts. They believe he's somewhere in northern Canada and they don't think he's coming home. He's fully furrying out. Yeah, pretty much. Wait, northern Canada? Mm-hmm. Damn. What? Motherfucker ran. It's been like two months. Oh, okay. Um, Seth is, of course, really kind to Bella. He's like, this is also lame. Like, Jacob made his choice. You made yours, Bella. Like, they, everybody just, like, Seth is 15, but he's yeah. the most mature out of everybody. Yeah. He's just like, we need to fucking chill. So she lets Seth go, and she tells him that she's excited to see him and his mother at the wedding. So at the vampire wedding, she's invited Seth, Sue Clearwater, and Billy Black. Members of and the- And no one else- <laughs> Nobody else is coming. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like, of no, the nobody else in the tribe. Oh no, okay. nobody. She doesn't know. It's not like Sam, the alpha tribe, like literal chief of the tribe, was gonna come to the vampire wedding. Why not? Because they still don't vibe. Seth's the only one who's like chill and no, like he's not vibing. Jacob or Seth and Jacob or Seth and Edward are really tight now because after they fought in the last book together against Victoria and the little blonde boy, they kissed. Seth's fifteen. Oh, damn it. Um, They, like, have, like, a super kind friendship. Yeah. She's sitting in the car, and she flashes back to the night they told Charlie they were getting married. 
So Steph's like really just shoving shit right in this yeah, front. Yeah, really. Bella's anxious as hell, and Charlie's like, "What is wrong?" He's like, "You're pregnant." They're not, which pretty safe first bet, first yeah. guess. Which again, I thought it was weird. He didn't guess that she was pregnant when she started throwing up when she was hanging out with Edward or Jacob all the time. Yeah. But it is what it is. And Edward starts a speech. He's like, traditionally, I would have asked you first, but I don't want to disrespect or diminish Bella's choice in the matter. So instead of asking for her hand, I'm asking for your blessing to marry her. Which is like, I guess, because, you know, he's traditional. He's Catholic. It's like in, in going in the theme of the book. I showed your mom the ring before I proposed. Oh, you're sweet. Yeah. Did she freak out? Yeah. Did you do it over phone or in person? In person. When we went down before. Oh, like a picture. Because you didn't get our my ring the night <laughs> until the night yeah. before we got yeah. engaged, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anxiety who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, while they're telling Charlie his face starts to change colors, you know, like he's getting mad and Edward's like, just give him a minute. And then Charlie calms down and he goes, okay, if you're sure about this, I want to know what the rush is. And Edward's like, the rush is, like, we're going to college together. I want to do it the right way. Which is, like, he's an old-fashioned boy from the nineteen from 1918. But it's not like women were really going to college back then. Yeah. So, like, the right way would have been to Bella stays home and has 15 kids yes. while Edward goes to war and dies. And they, yeah, and they only date in the living room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Charlie's laughing. He's like, fine, get married. But you have to tell your mom. And Bella's like fuck fuck but renee's like okay yeah all right is it because she's a bad mom and yeah well she's like i figured like when you were here like i figured you guys had already decided like you're her mom like yeah. again people are allowed to get married young like they can do what they want they just but need to acknowledge and chill make, about yeah. it yeah yeah you need to be like is this are you sure like he's not abusing you okay you're not abusing him okay what's the situation like you yeah. just need to have discussions about it. But Renee is getting, like, really involved in the wedding planning with Alice and Esme. And they all, like, adore each other. Charlie's mad at Renesme because she was supposed to be the bad guy in the situation. So he's all huffy and puffy. Yeah. He was trying to play good cop, get bad cop without yeah. communicating at all. Yeah. And, and, like, it didn't work. So yeah. neither of them played bad cop. And Charlie's mad because he can't, like, reverse. Yeah. So we're in the present now. And Bella's home, and it's also Bella's final fitting for her wedding dress. Mm. And Charlie's wedding dress is coming in the mail the next day. <laughs> yeah, he has his wedding suit and then his wedding, wedding dress. dress. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alice follows. Just like we did. Yeah. Alice follows Bella upstairs. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Can we talk about my my outfits during her wedding? <laughs> yeah. Why? I just find it so funny. I got too hot during the reception and changed into shorts. But we knew that was going to happen because yeah. we got married on June 1st. Yeah. I had, it was, they were fancy shorts. I hemmed them. She hemmed them so I could be a slut. Not to brag or anything. Justin prefers shorts the European style with his balls hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to keep going. Okay. Alice follows Bella upstairs. Bella's all grumpy now. And Alex. Ugh, I forgot about this. Alice comments, ready for cringe warning, skip like two and a half, no, four seconds, comments that it's like shoving bamboo splinters under Bella's nails to try to get her to do wedding stuff. Yikers, dude. <laughs> um, but Bella ignores her and is she's gone to her happy place. And her happy place is the honeymoon after the wedding. But Bella doesn't know where the honeymoon is going to be. Edward doesn't tell her he's, like, surprising her, which is kind of sweet. You know, yeah. if that's something you agree upon. Like, I kind of planned mean, our honeymoon as a yeah, yeah. surprise. But, like, you knew where we were going and stuff. Bella has no fucking clue what's yeah. going on. Which, more for me, I kind of don't like to travel. You do now. Yeah, it's it's all right. but No, like, I said you do now. Okay. Um, but, like, blue planning our honeymoon and stuff was more of, like... I do not want to. Yeah, I'm just a <laughs> This would be a cool present because yeah. I do not want to. So she's ready for the real honeymoon with um, Edward. And that is like her happy place. She's ready for everything. Not Despite the, the danger, she he agreed he would try sex. Sex. She's going to get 
dinged, dangled. Sorry, we're we're cursing pretty bad on the podcast today. Yeah. Sex. They're Ooh. gonna they're gonna frick. Justin uh, yeah. on my Mormon Twilight podcast. <laughs> okay, and Alice is like putting the dress over her, but she like doesn't care. All she wants is to be married and to move to like the happy place and to have be sex. In honey. Pretty much have sex. And why is she so horned up? Why is she so horned up? Which is fine, like be horned up, but it's also like again, this is a kids book. But this book, I like, like I said, I really enjoyed reading this book. Yeah. <laughs> Embarrassingly so. Because it's more adult. You know? Like, I didn't care about, like, the fact that Bella is so horned up. Like, you know, in the later chapters, it's more relatable for me as an adult now. Because you're horned up all the time. So much so. <laughs> but um, it's just interesting how they, like, don't like they still haven't said sex yeah. up to this point yeah they're like they've like hinted like she wants all the human experiences she's been like straddling him and been she like let's go skydiving <laughs> so it's kind of gross that they're like won't say anything yeah chapter two there's a big makeout session going on between fella and edward and it's gross but it's his bachelor party and he has to go say jacob and edward but... no this book isn't good um, <laughs> um edward's like bachelor parties are for men who are sad to leave their single days i'm happy then they keep making out and he starts to pull away to you know not fucking kill her because he's worried about killing her but she's like no it's the dress rehearsal we need to practice in like a sex way for sex for boning but he's not like into it anymore and it's ruined the mood but they talk about after the wedding and about how she'll have to say goodbye to her family. Like, when she becomes a vampire, she's going to pretend to be dead. Yeah. But she feels okay, and she's ready for this. And then he gets really serious. And out of nowhere, he's like, you know, remember how your dad thought we were pregnant when we talked to him? I wish we were. I mean, I wish we were at least able to have a baby. At least the potential. Like, And she's like, I'm really happy to go forward with this for, like, what we're doing now. Like, I'm happy. But he's like, I don't want to take things from you. Um, even just the thought of that, but they can't continue to go forward in the conversation because Emma and Jasper are there to take him to the bachelor party. Yeah. Also like night before your wedding, too late to discuss having kids. Yeah. <laughs> you missed, yeah. missed it. I'm sorry. That is a conversation you should have. Not like crazy early in your relationship, but like early enough that you know where your partner stands. Yeah. Um, she spends some time doing internal anxiety because tomorrow's the wedding and she's going to be the center of attention. She's going to meet Tanya's family. She's going to have Billy. Blah, 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 That's going to be all of us, though. What? I mean, that was both of us during our wedding. Yeah. Anxious. <laughs> yeah. People. Even though there was only 10 of us. Yeah. But she's worried that Denali Coven, Coven will still be mad at the werewolves. And, but, oh, but it seems like everyone in the family but Irina feels terrible for ignoring their request. And they're talking, she's, like, thinking, like, their family is big. Like, their family is almost as big as theirs now. They have Tanya, Kate, and Irina. And they've also been joined by Carmen and Eliezer. So the coven is of five. Three sisters and then a mate pair, Carmen and Eliezer. They have sex. Wait. (coughs) What? You think these vampires into, into some freaky shit? Probably. Yeah. I mean, you can't live like a hundred years and not. I mean, unless you're like Ace, which I don't think any of them are. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of go into story time. Like she's thinking like Denali Coven, and then she goes into a story about the Denali Coven, Denali Coven, and then she transitions to sleep. But the story is that the family had a mother, um, Irina, Kate, and Tanya, which is so funny because they're over a thousand years old. First off. Irina, I get old. Tanya, not crazy. Kate, you're going to tell me the name Kate is a thousand years old? I think so. The name Kate? Yeah. We hadn't even discovered the Americas yet. Yeah. Let's Google when Kate came around. I How bet Kate was around. is the name Kate? Damn, clicky clack. It first appeared in a census in 1880. That's a census, though. Um... Origin of the name Kate. It's from Greek and English. I don't think it's that old. I just really don't think it's that old. Yeah. It does say... Oh, okay. So, this name 
is from Greek origins from Hecate, Hecate, from the Greek goddess Hecate. Oh. So it's not like the name Kate. Yeah, yeah. You get my gist, though. It's not yeah, like yeah. it's not like an old time. Well, name. her name it, it could be it could be a nickname. It could be a nickname or and, something. Anyways, yeah. the story is that. Tanya's mother's story is really sad. Back in their day, the family, you know, they had their mother that was kind of like Carlisle to them. They loved, they lived a very, very long time together. And then there was a vampire plagued, so to speak. And that was the immortal children. Basically, vampires are creating, like, actual vampires out of, like, toddlers and younger. Yikes. But, like, they're infants. They don't have any brain, really. Like, they're... they're, and so they were like they were so beautiful like everybody loved them like everybody wanted to protect them that's a cool baby if i've ever done seen one but like these kids couldn't be taught and they ended up killing like hundreds to thousands in a tantrum that's cool and unfortunately tanya's mother created one and the volturi became involved and they killed when like the volturi came they would kill every single person who knew or every single vampire that knew about this mortal child Mm -hmm. so Carlisle had met a few. In this backflash, Carlisle's telling her this story. Had met um, a few immortal children because Aro was, like, studying them. He wanted to see if they could be tamed, but it never ended up working out. Also, what have the Volturi gone through that they want to be so secretive? What do you mean? Well, there's a a coven that was before the... um, It doesn't go into this book. It's in the... Um, illustrated guide. There was the Romanian or Rom- Romani. No, it's not not Romani because that's the nomad term. It's um, I don't. It starts with an R. I can't remember it. Russian something. <laughs> but they were in charge of like vampires before the Volturi came around, and they were just like, "I'm a fucking vampire. Yeah, they fucking adore me, worship me." Yeah. and people were like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. But they kind of like went a little ape shit, and then the Volturi came through and destroyed them, and so that's kind of why they're a little. Okay, secretive. so yeah, there is a reason that yeah. they're like nobody can tell anybody, and we're not fucking getting figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they're in the book a little bit later. I can't remember the name of their group. Tanya's mother had created one of these immortal children, but all three of the daughters, Arena, Tate, Tate. Kate and Tanya didn't Andrew know shit. Tate was one of the Andrew daughters. Andrew Tate. They didn't know shit. And obviously, like, Aro can hold their hand, read their memories, and say for certain that they did not know. Yeah. So they were spared from the memory. From the Moida. Yeah, the Moida. And the memory of this story Carlisle's telling her turns into a dream for Bella and she can see like a beautiful boy who's about two. He has light brown curls. She can tell he's powerful. She oh, really he's wants strong to... strong as fuck. Damn. She can tell... Um, she like really wants to save this boy from the Volturi. And like the Volturi is like in her dream like coming forward yeah. in a line. But she sees a pile of dead human bodies and they're people she knows... And right below her and the baby are her mother and father, right side by side. And as she's dreaming this, the baby boy opens his eyes and they're red. Which is a pretty freaky fucking dream to have the night before your wedding. I don't know. I have freaky dreams every night. I started writing them down and then they've become far too vivid. So I've stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Just recently. Yeah. Like I wrote down like 10 and then my body was like... I don't know. That's a good idea. Well, how about I give you nightmares? Nightmares. It's chapter three. Are you ready for the wedding? Oh, fuck yeah. The wedding. Sing that song I like from Twilight. Ooh. No. Pussy good. Pussy fresh. Pussy. Ew. Uh, what was that? <laughs> I forget the name of that song. Gross. It's the wedding day. She gabs with Charlie, but then Alice picks her up because it's makeup time. Alice is like, hey, you're going to be on a plane tomorrow, which confuses Bella because they're still, they're leaving that night. And Alice is like, shit, I gave something away um, about the honeymoon. So they're going to be, that would fucking kill me, man. That is far too long to be on a plane. Um, Alice is like, you can't even see the, Alice is so fucking excited. She's like, you can't see the decorations in the house. She's like, we got to go in. But Bella can like smell. She's like, it smells really nice. And Alice is like, really? You think so? Um... But 
Bella's like putting herself down. She's like, none of this is necessary. Like, I'm going to look plain next to Edward anyways. And I'm like, girl, you still have those self-esteem issues. Like, that makes me. Do you know what would probably make her look better? Hmm. Just baby powder her face white, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what, that's, that's the standard of beauty. Yeah. Tuberculosis was the standard of beauty. Uh, After lunchtime, Rose comes in. She's like, the boys are back. They were out doing something. And Belle has a quick moment of, I will never be pretty next to her before she like shuts the fuck up. But then Rose is like, Bella, would you like some help with your hair? And Bella's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) Because Rose and her do not get along. Um, <laughs> I still think of the salad thing. Yeah. You want the salad? No. I, don't know. I ate before you. I came. Fuck you. Uh, Jasper's back with Bella's mom and her stepdad, <sighs> Phil. Jasper's with Bella's mom in this sex way? No. We can't see that word. Oh, okay. And Renee walks through the door. She's gushing about how beautiful Bella looks. Charlie's there too, but he's kind of like gruff, like dad mode. Like, <laughs> she also brought gushers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bruh. I love gushers. We should get some gushers. Uh, before Renee can leave, Charlie and her have a gift for Bella. It's something blue and something old. It was her grandma's swans. It's like a hair comb, two silver hair combs that she can put into her hair. And the jeweler had replaced, like, these nasty stones with sapphire. Anyways, it's a really beautiful hair, like, silver hair comb with sapphires on it. Question about gushers. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I was thinking about this the whole time you were saying. I don't know what you just said. I'm kidding. The combs. Um, But... (laughs) Look, you were like, oh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) How are those sold as snacks? They're literally just and fruit candy. by the fo- yeah and fruit by the foot's the it's same way. It's literally just candy. It's just candy. They're, it's not a snack. It's ca- and it's fine to get a candy in your lunchbox, but, but you'd be like, like this is candy. Uh, yeah, this is candy, not a. Fucking... This is your like eat at the end. Or, yeah, that's yeah. your candy. Yeah. Okay. This is your little lunch dessert. Yeah. Uh, so she's got her something blue, something borrowed, and then Alice flicks her some or she, something blue, something old, and then Alice flicks her something borrowed. It's a white garter, and Alice is like, I want that back. And that makes oh, Bella God really fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. And she, like, puts it basically around her ankle. <laughs> um, um, and then it's time. What? They already have something old. Yeah, Edward. Edward. <laughs> and any of the Cullens. Yeah. And Tanya's family's, like, cumulatively 4,000 years old. <laughs> so uh, Rose is playing the piano, the wedding song, and Bella begins hyperventilating. But Charlie, Charlie's like, are you good? Are you going to make it down the fucking aisle? Yeah. And Alice is like, Bella, remember that Edward's just right down the aisle waiting for you. And he will bang you once you do this. You guys are going to bang. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Charlie, please don't let me fall. And then she like focuses on only finding Edward. But she can recognize how pretty the outside is. You know, crap's pretty. All she sees is Edward face. They do the wedding vow stuff. Then they kiss for, like, way longer than they should in front of everybody. To the point where somebody's like, stop. (laughs) How did we kiss during our wedding, Blue? And then we're done. We're done. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) She takes her eyes off Edward, and the first thing she sees is her ma. And then she, like, kind of starts getting handed off to everybody in the crowd. Because, like, that's how weddings are. Like, you just... Big ones, at least. What? Uh, but then, like, there's, like, a different hug that's, like, weirder than all the rest because it's scorching fucking hot and it's Seth Clearwater. Oh, yeah. What? That's scorching hot. Who's there um, to stand in as her best man mm. because Jacob wasn't there. Chapter four. It's a beautiful evening in August. She is there with Seth, Billy, and Sue. Billy's a little bit more relaxed and she's like, yay, he's chiller than I thought he'd be. Seth gives Edward a big old hug. They're super kind. Seth's 15. Let's say he's only 6'4". Big. Big. Big boy. Big boy. Big tall. And imagine how gangly he is. Mm. Little stick boy. Little sweetheart. Seth said, he's like, he's like, oh, Edward, I'm glad to see everything's worked out for you, man. I'm like, aw. And then they kiss. And then Bella's, like, you know, still talking to everybody with Edward side, by her side. People are coming to wish her, like, good fortune and all kinds of crap. Ew. 
she sees Angela, Ben, Mike, you know, the folks, and then she sees the Denali coven. Denali, yeah. Tanya's obviously beautiful. She's got curly, strawberry blonde hair. I know you were interested in her hair color. I was. I wanted to make sure she wasn't, like... What? Thanks, Steph, for not doing that. <laughs> Oof. Um, her sister, Kate, is also, of course, very beautiful, who has straight, long, blonde hair. And then there are only two other there. Um, they are dark-haired. These are the descriptions. I just wanted to keep that in mind for when the other vampires start showing up, that these are the descriptions Steph gives these vampires. What? Their hair color, you know, that they're pretty. They have, like, strawberry blonde hair, long, straight blonde hair. And then there are other two who are obviously gorgeous, um, but they're dark-haired. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Just pop. And that. then the other vampires show up and they're rat fucking bastards. <laughs> yeah. Tanya apologizes to Bella for the recent incident, but they're excited to join. <laughs> you know, killing your friend. No, no, they didn't kill their friend. The um, olive-skinned vampire. Laurent. Yeah. No, that they didn't come to help when the Volturi and oh. the Seattle gang was trying to get them. No. Oh. Um, uh, okay, Bella and Edward do, like, traditional stuff, like cake, and then gross garter stuff where Edward takes it off with his teeth. No. They start to dance, and Edward's like, are you joining the party, Miss Cullen? That's how he talks in my brain. <laughs> the closest picture that we have of the garter thing is me massaging your foot. Yeah, when I had to put my ankle brace back yeah. on. <laughs> um, where You keep distracting me. Bella starts dancing with everybody and eventually makes her way back to Edward, who's like, look at it. She hasn't even looked at herself all day. Mm-hmm. And Edward's like, you need to see how pretty you are. Basically, she is. And then um, Edward's like, hey, like there's a surprise wedding gift here she's like okay and then edward like takes her into the woods and it's like completely dark and he says into the woods this is very kind of you and the voice that responds basically makes bella fall down because it's jacob (laughs) she's like ah jacob she's just excited to see him and jacob catches her as she falls and edward leaves them to be polite but she starts crying because jacob's there and she's like, he's like, are you good, bruh? And she's like, no, I'm great. Everyone I love is there. And it's like, well, just give it a minute. I'm sure he'll do something to piss you off. Yeah. They dance. Bella start, Bella's eyes start to adjust and she can see Jacob. He's there and he's trying not to flip out. He's like, this is super fucking weird to walk around like a human. Like I'm out of practice because he's been wolf for two and a half months now. Yeah. Which would be really fucking weird. Yeah. He gets serious. He's like, are you happy? He starts smelling her butt. (laughs) How do I know if this is Bella? (laughs) I know she's in white and this is her wedding, but let me just check. He's like, are you happy? And she's like, I am. How are you doing, Jacob? And he's like, I'm good. I'm here to be your friend one more time. And I'm like, I'm close enough to happy. She starts crying and Jacob's like, please stop. Like, I want to remember you as human. But then he struggles with his composure as he remembers that Bella's going to become a vampire. Which, again, like, fuck off. Yeah. Um, where am I? Jacob has, like, one question for her. When is she going to change? And she's like, it'll happen, like, in, like, a week or two. She's like, I don't want to spend my honeymoon writhing in pain. And he starts going immediately into jackass mode. And he's like, why are you putting it off? It's not like you can even have a real honeymoon. Which, again sex but it's also like how would if you were a kid reading this book how are you going to be like i think they're talking about sex i think they're talking about jet skiing (laughs) he can't go jet skiing because of his skin it will glisten that's right look at you putting two and two together night jet skiing maybe also dangerous to night jet skiing Mm, but it's fun have you ever been on jet ski no that sounds terrifying it's pretty fun she's like I am going to have a real honeymoon. And then he's, he stops dancing and he's pissed. And he's like a real honeymoon while you're human. That must be some sort of sick joke. And then she, he's like grabbing her really hard and he's shaking her people jet ski all the time. And Edward shows up and he's like, let go. 
And then Seth's also there, and he's like, Jacob, back away. And a growl comes through the air. They None, none of Jacob's pack thought he could fucking deal with this. Yeah. And they're all there because they think he's going to fucking kill Edward or Bella. So. Cool. Uh, Edward, Great school shooter vibes, dude. Literally. Edward grabs Bella, whooshes her to the other side while Seth keeps an eye on Jake. And they try to, like, or who is it? Seth tries to get him to go out. Um, and Jake's like, I will kill Edward him. I'll kill, I'll kill you, Edward. Which is like cool wedding night vibes. That's what happened on our wedding night, right? Yeah. We had a giant wolf man came out of the woods. Threatened to kill me. Yeah. And then we fought at the night with machetes. Mm Mm-hmm. Really romantic. That's how every wedding really goes. Um, then they leave and Bella is apologizing because she's convinced that she shouldn't have let that slip she's allowed to say whatever she wants and allowed to bone her husband she's allowed to bone whoever she wants then you know they try to get back to normal and edward's thinking like he's like is it right like am i going crazy to think about doing that to you again not one single time saying sex um she's like just like let's just forget about it i'm not afraid and he's like i am why is she not, like, caring that he's worried he's yeah. going to murder her? Yeah. They dance, and then it's time to go on the honeymoon. Um, Renee and Esme help her get dressed. You know, Renee's crying, and Bella's saying goodbye. She finds Charlie, who's clearly been crying. And she's she promises Charlie that she will love him forever, and they're all cute and gushy. And then Edward and her get into a car, and they say goodbye to the family and head out on their honeymoon. What do you think so far? Book. We start more comment. <laughs> um, I think it's really bad. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's just oh, so many things. Who's pissing were, you off the most? Um, I think Bella is. Yeah, me too. Yeah. She pisses me off more too because I think I mean, first of all. You don't have to have sex with anybody if you don't want to. Yeah. And Edward's like, I want to, but I am worried I am going to murder you. Yes. And so if he's uncomfortable with the situation. Then you don't have sex. No means no. No means no. Please. No means no from any person. Any person. And no's the one word. And she's. Yeah. Okay. We'll just keep going. Chapter five. Um. Basically, they get to Rio de Janeiro, but it's just a stop along the way. Mm. They maneuver through the city and they get on a boat. And she's like, are we there yet? <laughs> Dude, same though. If you took me on like... Without telling yeah, me? Yeah, a, a travel for like three fucking days. I'd be like, hey, what the fuck are we doing? Literally. Um, But they're at, at Isle Esme, which is a gift from Carlisle. Um, to Esme and Esme let them borrow it. And, you know, it's got a beautiful house on it. An island, cool. Buying an unoccupied island is not too crazy. I did write that in my notes. It's only like $30,000, which to them is like, what? A car. No, nothing. They have $34 billion. That's literally nothing. That's like sprinkles on a cake. They don't care. Um, Eat the rich. What? (laughs) Edward carries her through the threshold Before they eat you because they're vampires. We should get that on a shirt. <laughs> eat the rich before they eat you. Those like cute little tacky. Um, uh, what are what's the mall? Hot topic. Hot topic vampire. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, the room they stop in is big and white and glass walls, mostly made out right into the ocean. Oh great! It's white. <laughs> None of what I just said make any sense, did it? Wait. It's big. Big and white. It has mostly glass walls and it sits right on the ocean so they can just walk out into the water, basically. Or into the sand into the water. And there's this crazy, huge white bed with mosquito netting. Um, There's no AC, but Edward was like, I figured it would be a good idea to come somewhere warm since I'm so cold. (laughs) Like, I think it'll be okay for you. You think... Can mosquitoes even get in their skin? And two, would they want to? I think it's for Bella. Yeah, but still. No. No. No, they couldn't get in. And, like... No, they wouldn't want to, probably. Yeah, because it's carbon dioxide that 
or monopsid, one of those two that attracts mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Uh, they're both really awkward, and Edward asks if she wants to go to the beach, beach, for a midnight swim. And let's go get away. He gives her a human minute to relax and get ready, but she freaks the fuck out. She's digging through her bag that Alice packs, and she's like, Alice, fuck, because all Alice packed was lingerie. (laughs) Um, She's freaking out still. She's like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't even know. But she she takes a shower, she shaves her legs, she does lady things, and then she makes the decision to go out to the beach naked. Beach, beach? Slut. (laughs) A whore? She's still freaking out. Again, not once mentioning sex and she's wondering how people do this and she swallows all her fears and like she's like i trust him implicitly with everything which is how you should trust a partner mm-hmm. but again this book is made for nine to 13 year olds yeah how is this relatable or appropriate it should not be relatable ideally in a perfect world they're babies mm-hmm. little kids Babitos. and second of all what yeah Edward's in the water this chilling. This is also not relatable as an adult. No, this know? part is not relatable as an adult. Really? So, spoilies. We'll know at the end of this chapter. She gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is the relatable part. Not as some, I'm not pregnant, but I do want to eventually get pregnant. So, like, that is where the relatableness starts to me is when she starts feeling the love. Yeah. Like, that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the water, and... He becomes, like, serious and tense, and he's like, I promise I would try, but if anything I do hurts you, you must tell me. Good. Mm-hmm. Consent. He, she's like, I'm not afraid, and he's fucking terrified. Yeah. And then we skip to the next day. Because that's how sex works in books. Uh, yeah, sex it, Sex is when you go to sleep and wake up the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, in a perfect world, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Um, the next day, Bella's like, she's waking up with the sun on her back. She's really, really fucking happy. And, and she a like disco ball next to her. <laughs> she refuses to even open her eyes because she doesn't want to change anything. And she's just like laying across Edward's body. He's keeping her cold. She's like, all our fears seem silly now. You know, she's just like thinking like she's just in happiness right yeah. now. And then her stomach growls. Um, her stomach growls and she laughs because she's like fuck I have to eat like I can't escape being human anymore but he doesn't laugh with her and she's like realizes that outside of this glowing spear of happiness she has like there's something going on because Edward is furious his voice is hard and Bella's like oh my god like she's like insecure again they don't say this but she's worried that he didn't like the sex you know Cool. Which would, like, that would kind of freak me out if it was my first time doing it yeah. on my wedding night. And I wake up and my partner's mad. I'd be like, it would be kind of a dumb thing, but it would be where your yeah. brain would jump. And he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, how badly are you hurt? And don't downplay it. And she, like, does, like, an internal, like, she's like, um... She's like, I'm actually not that hurt. I feel a little sore. You know, guts mixed up, but... (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. She's like, but nothing crazy. (laughs) She's like, I feel good. Nothing crazy. And she's like mad at him for thinking that. But then he like points to the feathers all around her. Um, They, he, he, Edward bit a pillow or two and exploded some pillows, basically. Again, who is this relatable to? You know me, uh, destroying (laughs) pillows on the night. (laughs) Um, he's like too mad to play with her and he's like, look at the bruising and she's got bruising everywhere. Um, but she can't remember a single moment that he actually hurt her, but he's like distraught. But to be fair though, I, I have just squeezed you in general and on like my arm or something and and I'll bruise. Yeah. Yeah. I get bruises all the time. I bruise easy. So does Bella. Yeah. But she refuses to, like, see or acknowledge his side at all. And basically she's like, you're ruining my vibe. Like, I'm really happy and you're killing my buzz. (laughs) Which, like, if your partner accidentally hurts you and you don't even realize that you're hurt but your partner's upset, like, your partner's upset. Yeah, you you don't get to be a bitch about it. A little bit and be like, hey, not hurt at all. Totally fine. Actually vibing with it feeling great but and she does try that and he still doesn't really listen because he's in his own little world cool i mean he did he was worried he was going to kill her yeah he's fucking freaked out i get his perspective on this like 
I get being like, I don't even want to believe you because all you want is that. And like you, I can see the physical, yeah. like I can see the bruising. Yeah. Also, how f- fast do you think Edward can swim? They can swim really fast. Really fast? Mm-hmm. She's like, dude, chill. With a little bit of practice, we're going to kill it. And then she kind of like drops that like she's worried he didn't enjoy it. And he's like, it was the best thing ever. And this is so uncomfortable. I hate talking about this. <laughs> because Edward's like, I spoke to Carlisle after we made the decision to do this. Keep, just let me talk. I know. <laughs> and Carlisle was like, I have faith in you. Just let me talk. <laughs> Dad, how you bone? <laughs> and Carlisle's like, I have faith in you. Physical love is something that you should not take lightly. And then he also talked to his brothers! <laughs> hey, bros, how do you bone? And his brothers were like, it's the second greatest pleasure, second to only human blood. Yeah, you can read their minds. You know when they're boning. Yeah. Edward knows constantly when they're boning. I'd be Edward at night. <laughs> Can't hear you. <laughs> Sorry, I know you're going to have to make that quiet. Uh, I'm literally going to run into the sun real quick. <laughs> literally. So, ugh. um, he's convinced that Bella's only trying to ease his guilt, which I can see why he would be convinced of that. Well, he also can't read her mind and imagine how insecure yeah. that makes him a hundred like that i think that's a really good point and it's something i've tried to bring or was going to bring up but yeah like he can't he can read everybody's mind he knows what everybody is thinking except for his wife yeah which is the reason he hasn't killed her which, like didn't immediately kill her which um t- <laughs> that's that's uh Tread lightly. That's kind of how it is being a husband. If you know what I, what if you know what I, if, if you know what I mean. Mm. The wife, the wife be uh, crazy. Yeah, you got him. Anyways, your point was good though. You know, like yeah. he can't read her mind. Um, she yells at him. She's like, "No, I really liked it." And he decides that the past is the past, and it's time to move on. He cooks her some breakfast, and that's when she can actually see her bruises. And she's like, "Shit, they are kind of bad. I've had worse, but like they don't hurt." <laughs> Made her some sausage and scrambled eggs, if he, you know what I'm talking about. He actually did make her eggs and <laughs> bacon, <laughs> and she's like, "Damn, that was good." <laughs> she's like, "Wow, you really can cook." He's like, "Yeah, Food Network." <laughs> Steph dropped another. Oh uh, really? That was in the that fucking was in book. The book. <laughs> Steph dropped that. <laughs> I watched Rachel Ray and she really... Literally. Um, and then the chapter ends. He's like, I will not make love with you again. That's the first time they've mentioned sex or any terms that have been associated with sex. He says, I'll not make love with you again until you've been changed and I will never hurt you again. Which, okay. You can't force somebody to have sex with you. Yeah. And if you do, you're icky and gross and I hate you. Yeah. Chapter six. Death penalty for you if you do that. (laughs) I think we should try to get through these next couple. Chapter six, they spend a good chunk of this honeymoon, like now, like they're doing entertainment for Bella. She Mm. they're snorkeling, hiking. Shuffleboard. No, they're basically trying to do anything so that she's too tired and hungry at the end of the day that she can't even bring up sex. Yeah. (laughs) Edward's trying to like knock her out. Um (laughs) he she's tried like she's tired but that doesn't mean she gives up she's like pleading reasoning and grouching but like no avail which is like kind of gross i don't i don't really like the, suck your dick. yeah i don't really like the um like switch this takes yeah because like she a week later she tries to compromise she wears like lingerie hoping like to get sexy she gets her sexiest outfit on one night and decides decides to tell him that she's gonna compromise she will wait one more year being human if he will just have sex with her. And he's mad. He's like, why are you doing this to me? This is already hard enough. Like, yeah. saying no to sex is hard enough. You're just saying this because you want me to have sex with you. And she's like, no, no, really. Like, I like this part of being human. They've had sex once. Do you know what's cool? cool? Hmm. Really cool? Bribing your partner? Yeah, bribing your partner into yeah, having sex with awesome. you. It's pretty cool pretty cool move yeah, really cool she's like i really like this part of being human i don't want to miss it through she's what she's worried about basically is she's going to be a blood crazy newborn and she won't want edward the same way she wants him now does that make sense yeah but i mean i know it doesn't make a hundred years <laughs> literally they will have fucking eternity yeah fucking eternally true 
they find like different discussions and they talk about how tired she's been. She's also been having like these vivid nightmares, but these nightmares aren't about her. They're about the boy, the little boy she had um, the first dream about. The little boy, the little brown haired boy. Um, But the next morning she wakes up to a dream, but is so upset that she begins crying. And Edward's like, whoa, are you okay? (laughs) Are you good? Um, And she's like, no, like, it was a good dream because we were on the beach and, like, she's so full of, like, these crazy emotions. She begins kissing him and then going into full-on panic mode because she has no ideas um, what's it about. But basically, he's like, what's wrong? And she's like, we were about to have sex is, like, what they hint at and then they do. Edward, like, kind of gives in because he's so freaked out. He doesn't really. Cool. And, of course, he does want to. He's worried about killing his wife. Yeah. Pretty good reason to me. Yeah. But she wakes up the next morning and she's worried she's in trouble because she talked him into sex. But Yeah, he you seemed... would. You, any normal uh, relationship, yeah. you probably would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not as fussed. Um, she's not as bruised up. Uh, he did destroy her lingerie and he broke Esme's, uh, bed frame. And I wrote in my notes, how is this kid friendly? How? You know, you know, in the, in the cat in the hat where they fuck so hard, they, <laughs> they break, break the, the bed. bed. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, cat in the hat might not have been the best. Cause yeah. That is so fucking not kid friendly. I watched that yeah. with my mom and I swear she thought she was on, the, on another acid trip. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Got that good clown weed. Literally. They kind of joked about how she didn't even notice these things getting broken because she was otherwise involved. How? How, 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 how? Ice cube dick. (laughs) She's hungry. (laughs) Edward's like, you've eaten a lot of food. She's like, yeah, like when we go to Dartmouth, they talk about like how they're going to go to Dartmouth in the fall. She's like, we should live somewhere like, like this. And he's, like, mad. He's like, you don't have to pretend that you want to stay human anymore. We already had sex. And she's like, no, like, I really still want to do that. And he's like, oh, my God, all I had to do was have sex with you to keep you human? I should have done that way fucking earlier. <laughs> she's like, I know, I told you. Should have been blowing that back out, baby. Again, how is this kid friendly? Yep. That was, that was that our Fitbit's going yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get our steps in. <laughs> Um, the cleaning crew comes along. She's just going to chill and watch a movie. And Edward is talking to the native um, cleaners in Portuguese. And Bella can see a small man. Little man. Who was rounded. And a tiny coffee-skinned woman who didn't smile. And she stared at Bella with intense fear. And Edward comes back and Bella's like, yo, what the fuck was that? And Edward's like, the woman is part of a Native American tribe. Or, yeah, that's still in America. A Native American tribe. Um, and they're very superstitious and she knows and believes that Edward is a vampire. And so she's worried about Bella, mm. which is like really sweet. Like that woman is like fucking risking her life to come in this room. Yeah. Um, Bella's like, are we going to move back into the other room after they clean it? And Edward's like, well, we've already broken the one bed frame maybe. And it's like, how is this kid friendly? And then they bone. They bone some more. Mm hmm. I think we should finish the chapter because that, like, twists into the Jacob's perspective. Uh, I gotta go potty. You're gonna wait. No, I gotta go potty so bad. Can you wait or no? Chapter seven. She's having another nightmare. Um, She really wanted to hurt the Voltori in this nightmare. It's the same one about the child. The little boy. <laughs> and when she wakes, she realizes Edward's not there. He's gone to hunt, but she's starving. And she finds some chicken in the fridge. What? Imagine just chasing down a shark. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fun to watch. Although I bet their blood's way saltier. And like not great for them. Maybe. I don't know. And sharks are endangered. Well, well, they like big predators. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a universe where no no big predators have ever been endangered. Yeah. Um, she fries up some chicken as she's eating. She's like, holy crap, this chicken is bad. And she throws it up. If you don't like throw up, this next chapter contains a lot of throw up. So skip. I'm not going to go into detail. Um, then she's like really tired and she's in the bedroom. She falls asleep. And then Edward wakes her up. As soon as she wakes up, she's got to throw up again. And Edward's like, please let me in the bathroom. What's wrong? And she's like, it's food poisoning. But he's of course freaking out. He takes good care of her, but 
there's like a sharp pain in her stomach and she throws up in the sink. And then she goes through the uh, bag Alice pack. She's like, maybe I got some Pepto-Bismol. Yes, another name brand drop yeah, and baby. stuff. Um, and then she she grabs something. It's a small blue box. And then she starts counting again and again. And if you were a kid at this point, would you know what was going on? No. You kind of know what's going on now because you're an yeah. adult and you've seen the movies before, right? No, I haven't seen this one. You haven't seen this one? You haven't seen Break? Yes, you have. I don't think I don't think I've seen either of the last two, or the, or the second one. I think I've only seen the first one. You've only seen Twilight. Yeah, that's why you don't like Twilight. You've never seen Breaking Dawn. Oh, that's why I don't like Twilight. Um, but yeah, I I don't think a kid would be able to pick this up. Mm-mm. Um, but Edward's freaking out. He's like, "Can I come in?" And she shows him the box of tampons, and Edward's like, "Okay, are you trying to tell me this is PMS?" He's not getting it, and she's like. My period's five days late. I don't think this is food poisoning. And then it hits her all at once, and Edward becomes frozen. Edward just, like, like this t- stereotypical, like, freeze. Dun, dun. She's like, I've been dreaming weird. The food, the sleeping, the crying. And then she drops her hands to her stomach, which is not where the baby would be. Yeah. Also, the horniness. <laughs> True. And she becomes confused because even if she was only five days late, she's like, I'm not an expert, but I'm pretty sure five days is not enough to have all this happening. Yeah. And she's going crazy. She's like, this couldn't be. She's like, Edward. His sperm is so strong and fast. (laughs) She's like, this couldn't be happening. Like, Edward is, he's just frozen. And she's thinking, she's like, female vampires can't have babies. But then she's like going through it. She's like, but that's probably because their bodies don't change. They don't go through a cycle. But men don't have this issue. And I wrote in my notes, ask Justin to explain how sperm and stuff works. Are you born with a set amount of sperm? No. So then you have to produce more sperm. Yep. Correct. Yep. So then what she just said is fucking incorrect. Yeah. Because you have to, you don't, you don't, you're not born, like women are born, people who have uteruses are born with a set amount of eggs. Yep. So that makes sense to me why you, we have to go through a cycle to produce an egg. Yeah. Why? female vampires wouldn't but again this is the world that stephanie says that they don't create any new anything so therefore they're wrong because they jizz yeah so it's wrong she's thinking all this and then she feels a nudge from the inside of her body Uh oh and then the phone immediately rings but edward's completely frozen and she's just like gets mad like you know she's like edward and she answers the phone and it's alice who's freaking out and she's like i need to speak to Carlisle right now. <laughs> She's like, Carlisle, I'm pregnant. He goes into doctor mode. How long has it been? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. But then she's nudged again by the thing inside her. And this, like, Edward is up now. And he's like, Carlisle, what's going on? They, blah, 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 blah. they talk like that sometimes yeah. when they're anxious. He's like, we're going home. And then I like this um, line because she's like, he was providing a manic, violent energy. Cool. <laughs> And she just kind of starts, like, eating and staring around while he's, like, cleaning the house, packing their bags. And then the little one nudges her and she, like, starts talking back. She's like, I don't want to go home either, man. And she calls it the little nudger. And she begins. (laughs) I think it's cute. This is the part that's a little bit more relatable to me as somebody who wants a child eventually. I'm like, oh, the nudger. Oh, feeling the baby kick for the first time. You know, stuff like that. After five days. (laughs) Literally, that would fucking kill me, but. She realizes that this is her baby and she wants this beautiful baby because it's part her and part Edward. And then she's like, now I can recognize Rosalie's pain and resentment. And it's like, okay, you couldn't recognize any of that beforehand. You don't have to experience the same thing somebody um, did. If not experience, how no? Um, she starts crying and Edward thinks she's in pain. And he's like, we will get this thing out before it can hurt you. But she doesn't really have time to like understand that he's not on the same page with her because she's like, wait, no, I want this baby. But um, then the cleaning crew comes and Edward's like, son of a bitch. But the woman cleaner like comes through. She's like, I am going to see Bella because she wants to make sure Bella's not dead yet, which is like mm-hmm. so sweet. And Bella's like in her head. She's like, oh, like that is so sweet that this yeah. woman would literally like go through a vampire to make sure I'm still alive. Yeah. She like wants to thank the woman. But the woman can tell that Bella's pregnant, so there's already a defined bump in her stomach. And she begins yelling at Edward and screaming at Edward, which, like, the fucking cojones on this woman to be like, fuck you, to a vampire. Yeah. I love that. Um, 
But basically, they talk and they gab, and the one word Bella can hear is morte, which means dead. Um, But as they're about to go, she realizes Edward has left his phone on the counter, and she takes the phone and calls the one number she has never called before. And she calls Rosalie, and she says she needs help. And that's the end of this chapter, in this section of the book. What do you think? Are you are you feeling relatableness? Oh, I'm so related, uh, related up. Yeah, you're so related up. I think that's a pretty good beginning, though. Yeah. I mean, definitely, if I was a kid, I wouldn't know what was going on with the sex or the tampons and the counting. But I would be like, "Yo, what the fuck happens next? This woman yeah. is pregnant with a vampire baby. What the fuck? <laughs> baby? A baby? But thank you, folks, so much for listening." Uh, keep an eye because we're going to be popping out some more episodes. I think I want to do a bonus episode this month, um, not Twilight related, with my sister. They said she would join. You First episode we do not Twilight related since Warrior Cats, and I don't going to be a part of it. Cool. You can if you want. Ender's <laughs> game. Um, follow us on Twitter at Reading, Held Ho- or Reading Hostage. We're also on YouTube and Instagram. Instagram. Um, what and else? our Twitter is reading hostage. Did I say it wrong? Yeah. Damn. Uh, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because we would really appreciate it. We will it. love it so much. And thank you so much. My name's Blue, and I love to read. <sighs> My name's Justin. I'm going to go bed. We'll see you folks next week. Plays when I'm not playing. Why are you so? Why do you drink so loud?